Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Mila, the Divine Comedy from 1994. There's no way I'm going down there. The terror is spreading, and our chance for survival is running out. <laughs> Resident Evil. Rated R in theaters everywhere March 15th. Resident Evil is a 2002 science fiction action horror film written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. It was based on the Resident Evil video games, first released on PlayStation in 1996. With 123 million units sold worldwide, the video game series is Capcom's best-selling video game franchise. Critics weren't kind to the Resident Evil film, but it did manage to gross $102 million worldwide, and that would launch five sequels, giving it the record for the most live-action film adaptations of a video game and it's the highest-grossing film series to be based on a video game. The film's protagonist, Alice, was created just for the films, and is played by Ukrainian-born supermodel and actress Mila Jovovich. Mila had her breakthrough role five years prior, when she appeared in the Luc Besson science fiction action hit, The Fifth Element. Suk! Suk! Topo senovoy! When she was just five years old, Mila emigrated with her parents to London, then to Sacramento, California, eventually settling in Los Angeles. Here she is talking about her family's experience on a 2017 appearance on Live with Kelly and Ryan. My parents and I pretty much defected. We escaped Russia in the early 80s. And when wow. we got to America, I mean, we started from zero, really. So, and my mom was a movie star in the 70s oh, in Russia. So she taught me what she knew and pretty much was like, you're oh, going to be an actress. Beautiful. I'm going to teach you what I know. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. What is that like? Was that a scary time for you, being like a little girl and coming to a foreign country and escaping your homeland? What was that like? You know, I guess I didn't process it the way that my parents did. Right. But, you know, my mom was 28 years old and... So it was, it was definitely a big change because my parents came over and, and they were housekeepers and, you know, work. it was definitely a very big difference from being a movie star to being a housekeeper. Right, so, yeah. you know, it was, it was quite crazy for them, I think, more than for me. Her mother enrolled her in acting classes when she was just 10 years old. And she started modeling at age 11 or 12 or 8. Reports seem to vary there. She appeared on several magazine covers and fashion show catwalks at a young age. But modeling wasn't what she truly wanted to be doing. In a 1990 View interview with Allure, she said, quote, Modeling was never a priority. I was always taking acting classes. End quote. By 1988, she made her film debut in Two Moon Junction. I was going to simply mention this movie and move on, but then I encountered some amazing information. In addition to being Mila's film debut, Two Moon Junction is an erotic thriller romance film noted for the final film appearances 
of Hervé Villachez and Burl Ives. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. She would continue getting small parts in TV and film for the next several years, appearing in Cuffs, Married with Children, Return to the Blue Lagoon, Chaplin, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and Dazed and Confused. Her role as Michelle in Dazed and Confused was originally supposed to be a much bigger part, but she was drastically cut from the final version of the film. Discouraged by this, she then took an acting hiatus for several years. And this time off would be used to work on something that had been in the works for years. As far back as 1988, Mila was writing songs. She recorded a demo, and when SBK, a new record label at the time, heard it, they signed her. But then, SBK wanted it to be a pop album, and Mila protested. In SBK's press kit for the album, she said, quote, I really liked the idea of making music, but I didn't want it to be packaged. I wanted the chance to express my thoughts and my feelings, end quote. And Mila Jovovich would release her music simply as Mila. And on April 5th, 1994, Mila released the Divine Comedy on SBK Records. Ba-da-boom. The album begins with the Alien song, parentheses, for those who listen. It's a song she wrote by herself, and she'd actually sung a little snippet of the song in Dazed and Confused one year prior. Watch them fly away. You guys know what that song's about? It's about aliens. We're the aliens, man. Here's a bit of the album version. I see Next is the album's first single, Gentleman Who Fell. The song ended up having two music videos. The first was directed by actress Lisa Bonet and featured actor Harry Dean Stanton. But Mila wasn't happy with it and decided to film another video. The second version was an homage to the 1943 short film Meshes of the Afternoon, and it even got some airplay on MTV. She would also perform the song with a slightly different arrangement on Late Night with Conan O'Brien. Ladies and gentlemen, critics, critics have absolutely raved about the Divine Comedy, which is the debut album by my next guest, who's soon going to be embarking on a tour of North America with the Crash Test Dummies. Please join me in giving a very warm welcome to Mila. <laughs> She even got a short interview after her performance. You wrote the music for this for this album, is that right? Yes, I did. How, and you wrote it when you were very young, is that true? You were... uh, well, the album, I mean, how it is right now is 
pretty much two and a half years old, so. Mm -hmm. You're in your late strange. 40s now, and this oh. was an <laughs> earlier part. No, no. no you're you're very young. You're 18 years old, aren't yes. you? Wow. That's incredible. Is it? Yeah, no, to have your own album by 18. I was 19 by the time I was on the road singing. <laughs> it took me a long time. Gentleman Who Fell also features keyboards by Charles Judge, who's played on tons of albums, including past Bizarre album subject Don Johnson's Heartbeat. The song also featured backing vocals from Martha Davis, the lead singer of the 80s new wave band The Motels. The single would spend seven weeks on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart, peaking at number 21. It would also appear in the soundtracks for the films The Leading Man and Rules of Attraction. Mila co-wrote that song with two of the album's co-producers, Mark Holden and Richard Feldman. The three of them also wrote the album's next song, It's Your Life, which was also released as a promotional single. Mark Holden was an Australian pop star in the 70s, and he had four top 20 hit singles. These days, he's best known as one of the judges on Australian Idol. Richard Feldman is a Grammy Award-winning songwriter and producer who's worked with Belinda Carlisle, the Pointer Sisters, and Joe Cocker. Holden and Feldman together co-produced five of the album's 11 songs, co-writing four of those. Reaching out into the empty space We lost our place It's your life, it's your soul Say everything you give to him No, no, it's my heart and your hand Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mila even stopped by MTV for an interview with Kennedy in 1994. And now you've just released this album, The Divine Comedy. Yep. Now tell me, what were you expecting? Being a model actress, what kind of reviews were you expecting when the album came out? You know, it, I, I guess it was it was hard because I, I definitely expected people to be really standoffish. Yep. But, I mean, you know, when I, when I went to, to, to do music, it wasn't for anything 
but doing music, you know, if I wanted to make money, I could model every day. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I started, it was just because I wanted to express myself. So for me, I just felt like I was growing. This was my first album and, you know, it's such a natural thing that comes out. I didn't, if people like it or hate it, it really didn't matter to me as, as long as I was able to make music. No, people like it. You got like three and a half stars in Rolling <laughs> Stone. <laughs> Honey, it's okay. Of course. Of course we all do. You have good songs on there. And you're doing really Charlie is another song that Feldman and Holden wrote along with Mila, and it's a song she's called one of her personal favorites on the album. Prior to the Divine Comedy's release, SBK Records released a promotional EP called Music from the forthcoming album, The Divine Comedy. It featured five tracks from the album. One of those songs was Bang Your Head, which was also released as a promotional single. The song features Ethan James on an instrument that I didn't even know was a thing, the hurdy-gurdy. I'm reading the following straight from Wikipedia. The hurdy-gurdy is a string instrument that produces sound by a hand-crank-turned, rosined wheel rubbing against the strings. The wheel functions much like a violin bow, and single notes played on the instrument sound similar to those of a violin. Melodies are played on a keyboard that presses tangents, small wedges typically made of wood, against one or more of the strings to change their pitch. In addition to being considered a master of the hurdy-gurdy, Ethan James was also known as the producer best known for working with the Minutemen, Black Flag, and the Bangles. Mila did a fair amount of touring to support the album. She did a U.S. tour that July and August, and later that year she toured opening for the Crash Test Dummies, as mentioned in the Conan clip earlier, and in late 1994, she was on tour opening for Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, hail to the
The Divine Comedy was named after Dante's epic poem of the same name, written back in the 1300s. On her official website, milaj.com, she says, quote, When I was first working on the sketch for the album cover, my mom introduced me to a young Russian artist named Alexis Steele. I looked at his sketch for the cover, and I saw that struggle. All the struggle that I'm singing about. It is the Divine Comedy. End quote. A few musicians of note appearing on this album include Eric Bazilian, who was a founding member of the Hooters, the band, not the restaurant, percussionist Brian Kilgore, guitarist Phil Palmer, and bassist Larry Klein, who's a four-time Grammy Award winner and has been nominated three times for Producer of the Year. Hello, sunshine. Please don't. The album's closer is a traditional Russian folk song called In a Glade. The album received mostly positive reviews, but it ended up only charting on the Billboard Heat Seekers Albums chart, peaking at number 23. Originally, it was only released on CD, but it finally got a vinyl release in 2020 when Real Gone Music pressed 1,000 copies on creamsicle orange-colored vinyl for Record Store Day. The following year, they would do another pressing on transparent red vinyl, and at the time of this recording, those are still available at realgonemusic.com. But there's still one more co-producer on this album that I haven't mentioned. Rupert Hine. Over the years, Hine has worked as a producer for Tina Turner, The Fix, Rush, Thompson Twins, Duncan Sheik, Stevie Nicks, and actress E.G. Daly, who you may best remember as Dottie from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.